Good morning, everyone. Hey, this is Restoring the Farmstead with Larry coming at you at, uh, what time is it? 7.23 in the morning on Sunday, the 19th of May, 2019. I'm sitting out on the back deck and uh, the, uh, there's a bit of moisture in the air. A few little droplets hitting. We, uh, we've had a little bit of rain this morning. There's a little bit more coming on. But we have changed plans on Sunday today. So I thought I would just take advantage of the time to enjoy a cup of coffee and sit outside and just kind of look over and have a chat with you about, you know, how things are coming on the farmstead. Uh, for those of you who are, you know, kind of tuning in new, um, my wife Dawn and I, we have built a house and uh, put up a new barn, pole barn, uh, that will become what we're calling the Quicksaw Lodge for entertaining family, friends, doing workshops, and the such. But we have built this on a piece of ground that has been in the family since, I've always said since 1880, but I think it may accurately be 1883. I'll need to check deeds and such for that, but it's been in the family for a very, very long time. And it's actually the, the uh, home site where my dad was born and where my uh, grandparents, uh, had purchased, I think it was in 1921, and they bought it from uh, my grandpa's great uncle, Marion Quicksall, who was one of the youngest of the kids that came up here to Illinois during the Civil War with um, um, my third great grandpa uh, from Kentucky and before that from Virginia. And so we have uh, of the original items that Marion built, we have the old farmhouse uh, that was added on to in 1960, I believe. And then we have the, the hand dug well that we still use. And those were the two original things. But my, my goals and what my wife and I have talked about quite a bit is what can we do to you know, live a farmsteading lifestyle. Not necessarily that we're going to make enough money to uh, to live off of it, um, but to enjoy it. Uh, we have uh, a pond that's, I don't know, maybe an acre in size. We have pastures. We have woods. We have a machine shed with uh, uh, tractors and some other agricultural equipment from my dad whenever he was actively farming. Uh, we have grain bins, we have several outbuildings. We have mom's, mom and dad's camper uh, sitting out there. Uh, but just trying to, to restore it a little bit to what a, a farmstead was like and once we get everything done, be able to invite other people who want to do farmsteading to to come out and see what we have done and to uh, uh, learn from some of our mistakes and maybe a few of our successes along the way. So that's kind of what we're doing here. 
and I think Grandpa and Grandma would be would be proud and tickled of some of the things we've done. Um, turning a uh, a Rubbermaid tub into a brooder and putting in the middle of Grandma's living room in the old farmhouse would not have pleased her, but <laughs> hopefully she's smiling down. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about today, I guess, was sh would be share with you the uh, the tale of five sisters, and we have uh, up here. Uh, seven kind of sisters. They are goats uh, that we bought together. They're Kikos and they were all bottle fed and we bought them last year. And they just hang together and do everything, you know, as as a team out in the woods. Uh, they're, they're almost like a herd inside the herd of goats. But there's five of them that have been getting into mischief. You see, one of the, the dilemmas that we have is we added last fall two miniature horses. And horses are hay burners. But I thought, okay, they're smaller horses. You know, we've got a lot of wooded ground. We've got three pasture areas. I think this will work. Well, these horses have just really gotten into the pastures, and as well as the goats. But it, the, the pasture areas look like a mowed lawn, like the lawn I'm looking at right now. There isn't much more to it. So we're going to need to come up with some other options. But these five sisters apparently have, have been coming up with their own way of dealing with the lack of food to their satisfaction. You know, they say the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. But, uh, and that is true. Our neighbors, Matt and Michelle, they have a wooded area right next to ours. And the goats have been looking at their lush uh, uh, foliage over in the woods. But there's that problem of the fence. And the fence problem for the goats is we have five lines of electric fence to keep them in and hopefully to keep predators out. But these mischievous goats, the five of the seven sisters, they have found ways to get through the electric fence. And yesterday I went out uh, to try to plug one of the problems. Whenever you're doing electric fence, if you're out on the flat ground, it's real easy to put it in. But when you're taking it through woods where there's ravines and draws, then you have a problem. And we have a very steep draw where the, the water is carved down deep and it's kind of hard to get fencing down there. And we thought we had it figured out, but as I followed some goat trails, <laughs> well, let's just say um, they found a way to go down the ravine at one, or down this draw at one point. Then they have walked it enough, they've made a little ledge in the dirt and mud on the side to get to the place where we did not have uh, it completely blocked. And they have been using it quite a bit, going in and out to the other side where there's a lot of lush foliage. Now, I'm sure that, you know, Matt and Michelle are not worried about the, uh, uh, their, uh, their greenery there being eaten by the goats, 
but we have coyotes in the area and our livestock guardian dogs are not going to be able to protect them very well if they're over there. So yesterday I uh, took a wooden pallet down there and some baling wire and took advantage of some fallen tree limbs and I blocked that out, you know, blocked that, that little path pretty well. However, <laughs> yesterday they had found a way of getting out again and I got them put back in the pen and another just one of them got out last night and I put her back and this morning when I went out to do the morning chores that same goat was out again so I have to do a little bit more looking and I think I'm gonna to have to take my electric fence tester to make sure that we have current flowing all the way because something is amiss and these these five goats are going off on adventures that right now have been okay but I'm afraid they may uh, turn into a bad adventure if they keep going in that direction. Ah, The interesting things of a farmstead. I was hoping that the rain would bypass us because this has been such a wet spring and yesterday all the farmers that could were out and breaking the soil and and doing they most of them had done spraying to uh, kill the the weeds so they could go right in and start tilling the soil and they were out and about doing that and I have my garden close to being ready to plant uh, it's been very wet and I still got some uh, incorporation of compost to do on it we're doubling the size of the garden uh, it sits right next to our asparagus patch and I have to go out and pick asparagus also. It's getting pretty tall. I should have picked it yesterday but just got preoccupied with other things. So this morning once this mistiness has left and maybe some sun's going to come out. I don't know if it's going to. It's pretty, pretty thick sky right now. Uh, but I'd like to get out there and, and do a little bit more tilling. Uh, and then find uh, some remaining plants because I imagine you know the the different nursery spots are all well picked over but I need to pick up some um, the things we usually like to have is tomatoes and with mom living with us she's a tomato fanatic she loves tomatoes and so uh, I want to get quite a few tomato plants out there green beans we did both bush beans and pole beans last year i think i'm done with pole beans they make a lot of foliage but not that many beans in comparison so i think i am going to go with the bush beans but we want to have carrots um, it's getting kind of late i think probably for the potatoes uh, but i may try uh try some uh, just as an experiment this year I haven't we used to raise potatoes uh, when I was a kid up here at the farm we had a potato patch down in the bottom that we shared with my aunt uh, then we had potatoes out here in different spots um, that, but uh, you know store potatoes in the cellar grandpa and grandma would but then when uh, my great-grandpa and grandma were living they had a much larger cellar and they would keep more of the potatoes over there but, oh, what else did we have last year? 
we had cucumbers um we had onions the onions were pretty good i think we could put out a whole lot more onions and and use those they were nice but the uh the key thing is on something like carrots onions you want to make sure there's plenty of spacing or else they're just gonna they're not gonna grow anywhere like what you hope they would but maybe today also since our plans are kind of changed um I may try to do a little bit of fishing as well. I've been hankering to try to catch some of the bluegill that I put into the pond a couple of years ago. So I think I need to dig up some worms and uh, see if I can catch something. And uh, that would be kind of fun. I haven't had bluegill to eat for a while. Uh, I don't know if any, I mean, you know, if you, if you don't live out in the country, if you're not where you you have small ponds and stuff you may never have had bluegill it's a very tasty fish i like it a lot better than catfish um, it's got more flavor than bass um, i haven't had enough um, trout really to do much of a comparison but bluegill are nice and these ones they're not the hybrid kind that don't reproduce these are the smaller ones that do so if you don't do a whole lot of catching they will overpopulate a pond so well tell you what it's starting to drizzle a little bit more so i think i will call it quits for today and you all have a great time uh, enjoying your sunday and uh, if you've got a farmstead and you're doing some things why don't you send me an email uh, my email address is farmstead at larryquicksall.com L-A-R-R-Y-Q-U-I-C-K-S-A-L-L dot com. Farmstead at LarryQuicksaw dot com. And uh, if you got a story, I'd be glad to share it. Uh, share something with some fellow farmsteaders. Have a great one. Bye.